Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They're a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Rough Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ruff and Tracy Hightower Henny. All right, on today's podcast, we are going to meet and know all about Tara Wright and one of our associate attorneys at Hightower Rough Law. Hi, Tara. Hi, I'm so glad to finally be here. I know, you have, you've worked at Hightower Rough Law for years. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how long. It feels like forever. Does it um, feel like more than 10 years? Because we've only been a partnership for It does. 10 years. I feel like I was one of the founders. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. Um, time does go really fast. And I think in this job, it feels like forever. So, but yeah. you've been here for like three or four years. And uh, something this like is that. your. Um, first time on the podcast and you've been gone for a little bit of time I have um, making humans made one just a singular but I've made two in my life yeah but yes I had a new baby um and he's he's almost four months old and he's awesome yay congrats thank you I think I think people making humans is just actually really amazing and I've never done it and I just think it's fascinating it still blows my mind like you look at it's like I just you came out of me what in the world it's so crazy and now you're a full person yeah well not full yet I mean he's he's probably like a a quarter person (laughs) already a quarter oh yeah he's He's large (laughs) yeah so we yeah so you were gone on maternity leave and um you know we've just been recording podcasts and we're like wait we haven't met Tara yet on the podcast so you're back and you're back in the podcast studio yes so happy to be here I'm slightly sleep deprived but I'm okay and I'm here oh I haven't noticed I mean you have have coffee I do I always have a large coffee in the morning great but yeah yeah you know yeah well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> um, but I can imagine yeah. the sleep deprivation. Yeah. I see it on TikToks a lot. Oh, well, yeah. I'm sure the TikToks are super accurate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so another thing that I think is really interesting that Tara and I share is this magic show online. And we have to talk <laughs> about it because this thing is was just fascinating. So you tell what happened and and then I got the word and did it. And then let's okay. share our experience. Well, okay, so my husband and I hadn't had a date in a like a really long time. Like it was just not okay. And we had tried, so our anniversary was in November and one of our kids got sick. So we couldn't, we couldn't do go we had plans and we couldn't do them and then we had a plan we had plans like a couple of weeks later and then um our in-laws are sick the in-laws are sick and so they couldn't watch our kids so it was just like back and forth like we could not do it so um I, and with covid and everything is like so uncertain i was like i saw this thing online for this magician and you do it from zoom at your house and it's this professional magician who's been on like Jimmy Fallon and I don't know some he does it with celebrities and whatever and and I thought that would be like a fun thing that no matter where we are we can still do it we don't have to get up and go places and frankly if we didn't have a babysitter we could still probably work it out you know and do it and so I booked it my husband was like uh sounds really lame (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, no, it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be great. And so, you know, we, um, you know, got some wine and we just like got a babysitter and we set up Zoom and you get a box. Like, I don't know, what do you think? Like a few days before yeah, the like show? A, yeah, and, in the mail. And they're like, don't open it because you use it in the show. And then he comes out and there's lots, of, I mean, there's probably, I don't know, you said like 200 people, 250. There was 200 Zoom squares on, on the Zoom. Screen. And it's from people all over the country. And and there were Canadian people. So oh yeah yeah yeah. So so all over North America apparently, <laughs> and um they just he just like well he steps you through the box and you open it up and you're all doing it together and interacting live and he'll sometimes like unmute certain people and have them participate in the show and um I don't know it was just really really good like I it was it exceeded my expectations I mean I'm I'm kind of a skeptic too with with things um and you know I can try to I'm thinking about how they do it all the time you know but uh, some of the staff my husband and I were like I really don't know how we did that so you and your husband are also very smart people and then me and my husband I think are also very smart people and so same thing like a picture exactly what happened with us I'm sure you guys were doing like what the fuck just happened yeah like how did that just seriously what's going on yeah like there was a deck of cards and they make you do this like thing where you spell your name for each letter of your name you put a card on the table all face down and then you shuffle them again and And you throw them over your head and you throw them over your head and like super random (laughs) and then at the end there's one card left in your hand mine was the ace of diamonds and I was like yeah okay what the fuck does this mean yeah and then they say now in the bottom of your box is a hidden card and that's your card. You might be ruining this for people that were going to do it. No, no, no. Because I still think like, <laughs> oh, yeah, just don't look at the card in the bottom. Anyways, that card in the bottom was the Ace of Diamonds. I and I was like, how? How is that possible? And mine was a different card because we yes. talked about it this morning. Yes. I know. And so I couldn't wait. My husband and I did it on Valentine's Day night. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to come back and talk to you about it and be like, did the same exact thing happen? Because there were points where I was like, some of this is pre-recorded, but no. I know. It was fascinating. Well, Tom was like, they were all actors. But we talked about it and it was different people. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't actors, I don't think. I don't know. didn't have Canadians. I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, that was like a big part of this. Oh, people being really from Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bizarre. And then we talked about that one thing where they call they called like a they they had to call like a random pizza place. Yes. Like they had to look it up on Google Maps. This random person who lived wherever, and they said, "Look at your local pizza places. Pick one. Give me the number. I'll call it." And then he called the pizza guy and told him to guess a card and it was the card that he had yes what how what? i don't know what so you, literally Crazy. that's a plug for the magician online i know right except we um, kind of gave away some of the stuff i don't think we gave away i mean like it's well, still gonna be a magical experience no matter totally. what totally yeah that's true but wow super cool it was fun i literally want to do it again i know i i hope that he does a different show so then you know well it'd be fun to do the same one again too but then and you see if that know card this. in the bottom is different I, yes <laughs> it's got to be different it's yours was different yeah than mine. all anyway. of them are different anyway so that's like a super big thing that we share that is just still <laughs> mind-blowing to me but okay so let's talk about you tara and um i always think the the most interesting thing about someone not the most interesting thing but one of the interesting things about someone is what was your first job 
So I've always had jobs that like work with people. And my very, very first job when I was in high school was an after school program like involved with the school. So I would go and tutor younger kids after school with their homework and things. And we would do activities. And then that went into the summer and, and I did like a summer program with kids all through high school. And it was super fun. A lot of it actually like in the summer, especially we'd take the kids to the pool and I would just be like get a tan and you know and watch the kids it was, it was were you fun. a lifeguard I was not no I was just like I did this after it was like an after school program and then it went into the summer and it we were just at this community center and sometimes we'd get on a bus and we'd go to the the pool and wow, I would just watch yeah. the kids and then get a tan and get a tan and you didn't and even have to be responsible for them if they drowned I mean not really yeah I mean I just like <laughs> make sure they don't for fight it? yeah sweet I mean not a lot you know it was high school job but it was it was nice yeah you know and there was some learning involved too you know we did some tutoring and whatever so that was your first job. that was my first job um yeah I've all like I said I've always done things that kind of involve people and working with people and uh, for when I was in college I um, worked for the South Dakota State University Foundation so I went to South Dakota State University and um, go Jackrabbits and um, Jackrabbits yeah you don't know no. about the Jackrabbits no is it a sport thing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the mascot <laughs> anyways yeah anyways so I, I worked for the the school and I would call like high level donors and try to get them to like um give money and I was like the top earner oh, wow. for the college yeah did I called on the big hit. you don't get commission <laughs> but I did get a little scholarship out of the deal nice. yeah um and I got to like do little tours for like the bit like do you know Jay, Jerry Lore Jay Lore from the wine guy no Jay Lore oh it's good wine anyway oh. he he went to South Dakota State I met him many times and he always gave free wine it was awesome and then he donated money when you and he him. all donated lots of money very big donations for like engineering and things he still does it what do you think was the trick to get people to donate money I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure. I think that... Or they just gave you the good list. Like, these are the people that are all donating. Um, I really don't know. I think I just started off being really good at it. And so then, because <laughs> I was good at it, then they just gave me more of the yeah. people. Because they're like, oh, you can, you're can, you good at it. You're naturally good at yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. Sweet. Yeah. So that was fun. We should have you call the clients here that, you know, have an accounts receivable bill. Oh, God. Uh, you're God. You're naturally good at it. Dear God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, the prior law firm I worked at, the attorney that I worked for, I was like, oh, you are going to deal with all the hard people because you can do it. So and I'm if just going to give it to you. If I recall, that's one of the reasons why you left that job. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Among other things, but you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us why you went to law school. Yeah. So that's kind of a long story, too, because I never I, I didn't figure out where I was going to land until a little bit later in life. I didn't go to law school until my late 20s because I I just couldn't really find my way, I guess. I wasn't sure what I was gonna do, but I, I went to college. I started off majoring in biology, which is kind of weird. Did you finish in biology? I, I didn't. I took t so many science classes, I though. Science I basically classes. have a minor. I think I have a minor in biology because I took so many science classes. What was your favorite science class? Um, I mean, I just, I liked, um, you know, anatomy and physiology and things about the workings of the body. I, we got to like work on cadavers and things. Yeah. Um, that was super interesting. Um, really hard to, um, a lot of work, but, um, I, I really liked it, but I, it, it just didn't feel right. And then so being a mortician was out, being a mortician was out. Um, I went to nursing school for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, I, I know. And and I that I just did you learn how to draw blood? No, I didn't really get that far in nursing in the nursing realm. I took the I don't classes. know why I asked that, but like <laughs> I, in case we that's ever need. one of the reasons why I knew I didn't want to do it because I was like, no, I don't want to deal with like blood and pee. Yeah, which is like all like a lot but of with the cadavers. Do, bless cadavers are there's no blood and pee. Totally. Yeah. So you would have been okay with that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that's why you like the cadavers. I guess. Um, but anyway, so then I I was in nursing for a little bit that didn't really feel right and then I thought I was going to be a therapist oh so I went to I, I went to grad school to be a therapist and you're like while. these people are too alive I, <laughs> I need the dead people <laughs> yeah there's blood and pee yeah no but I but I I actually worked in a mental health um for a mental health agency for a while and I worked with a severely mentally ill which was very very interesting very interesting was this um, in Omaha or South lot. Dakota no this was in this was in Brookings South Dakota. I oh, worked for yeah. a little community um, uh, mental health facility. And um, I, I really, I mean, I enjoyed it, but there was just something about it where, um, you know, especially with severely mentally ill, people don't get better. It's just like an ongoing thing. And there's not, there's not a finality, which I don't know, something about it just I didn't like. I, I'm not it's sure. It's like draining. It's draining. Yeah. It's draining. And so and and I, so anyway. So then I I took a job working. Then I took a job for working for um, child protection. And um, still in South Dakota. No. Okay. This was in Nebraska. This okay. Is when How I did you make it to Nebraska? Um. I just was applying for jobs. I had friends that lived in Nebraska, and so I was like, okay, it's time to move. I was in a college town. It was. I kind of just felt like I outgrew it. Um. And so. So I moved to Nebraska and I started working in child protection and that is where I learned about the law. This is a long story to get to the law, but that's how it worked. So I, so I, I as a part of uh, my job, I would have to go into court and testify um, about best interests of kids and things and I just found the courtroom fascinating. It was exciting, there was always something different, dramatic a lot of times, you know, and I just like loved it. I loved everything about it and also I'd watch attorneys and I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Like why am I doing this job and getting paid nothing? Like I'm, I wanna do this. And so. So how long ago was this? That was in 2012. Okay, and so then I then I just you know I applied for law school and luckily I had made a lot of attorney friends, especially in like the family law realm, and that's what I wanted to do too because I that's kind of the where I was working and being with families and I really liked that area of the law, and so um, I were you know I talked to a lot of attorneys that were doing it at the time and I applied to law school and um, went to Creighton. And um, and the rest is and, history. Oh God, no! Yeah, and the rest is history again. But um, yeah, but it's not. The rest is it, the future. The rest is yet to come. Yeah. Okay. So you're in that moment in juvenile court, and you're testifying, and you had that feeling of like, this is exciting. This is great. Yeah. Look at these attorneys. I can do that. Do you feel that way today? Like looking back I, on that moment, I still love court. I love court. Like, and and the more you do it, you don't. The nerves aren't as bad. You know, you always have nerves because you want to do well for your clients. You know. Yeah. But but it's not so like where I'm staying up 
the night before just so nervous Anymore. like it's more exciting and like you don't know what's gonna happen and maybe it will be dramatic and who knows <laughs> like maybe the person will freak out and yell at the judge or you know who yeah. knows what's gonna happen and the other thing is that I'm so competitive and I there's just like something about working so hard for a client and then getting what you want from the court there's just some high that comes with it you know and I I, I, I don't say like win because in a divorce there's not it's not really like a winner right but it's more just like you get what you want for your client what your client wants yeah. and it's like the best yeah. it's just a good feeling i have that same feeling too and i think like when we are representing a divorce client and you know we we can do a good job but we also don't create the facts too yeah. you know and sometimes we'd win that hearing or that issue because we were more prepared or because we like advocated harder right sometimes we can't win an issue because yeah the facts just aren't on our side and I think the moment when that client is so grateful yeah is makes what it makes it worth it, worth it. Mm-hmm. yeah and I was just talking to one of our other attorneys that sometimes that happens like one in every 20 clients or one in every 50 clients and it seems like there's a long break sometimes of that gratefulness but then the one time it happens after it hasn't happened for 49 people like you have to soak it in yeah I I know I I was talking to Joy the other day and she had said that she went to a mediation and they had settled it and the and her client gave her a hug in the parking lot she's like I'm about to cry right now because sometimes we don't get like it's a thankless job it is a thankless job as like you said we don't create the facts we just do the best we can and I think sometimes people expect us to like create miracles magic it's like I am not a miracle worker here like there's only so much I can do like you've gone and effed this up for yourself like yeah you know what I mean like you did this I sorry that you texted your your ex like 25 million times that you were gonna like kill her like I can't control (laughs) that sorry yeah yeah and then we have to like somehow sugarcoat that right yeah right um okay so you do divorce work at Hightower Ref Law yes on and all the family law stuff that goes with it all of it and then you also do workers compensation I do tell us about that because we don't talk a lot about that on our podcast sure yeah so workers compensation is really uh, and I I represent the employees so I'll represent if an employee gets hurt on the job they're entitled to certain things um, under the law and so um, you know the employer and their insurance company have to cover you they have to cover your medical expenses they have to um, if you're out of work for a period of time they pay for your lost wages um, sometimes there's future um, loss of wages that they have to pay for in future medical expenses and ultimately uh, sometimes people are so injured that they can't continue to do the same job anymore and there's some permanent impairment and so that's evaluated and assessed and um, and they get they they get compensated for that um, sometimes they have to retrain and and go into voc rehab and and learn a new job and and they're entitled to, to help you with that too and so I help employees get the benefits that they're entitled to and um, a lot of time some employers are good but a lot of times I you know I talk to people and I say are you getting this are you getting this are you getting and they're like no I wasn't even told that I yeah. can you know uh, like a big one is like mileage or transportation to your appointments people don't know they need to pay you for that yeah and I think that's that's an area of the law though too that some people 
can do on their own, right? And you just work directly with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't have an attorney helping you with that and you don't even know those other things. You don't know that you're entitled to it. And I'm telling you, the insurance company will not tell you. Yeah. They they will just try to, they people get railroaded so often and, and in that kind of thing because they're already injured. They're out of work. You know, they, and if someone offers them a big settlement, you know, they, they need money now. They're not about to try to negotiate like this, this money is putting food on the table. So the first time I learned about workers comp, um, was, you know, when we started this, uh, this office and this business about 10 years ago, we were like, Oh, well, someone told us we need to get work comp insurance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, here we go. Let's go get it. And you know, you get quotes and you're told something like, well, you're a law office. Like, the worst injury you can get is like a staple under your nail, right? <laughs> As opposed to like a roofing yeah. company where you're on ladders all day. right? Um, and so, you know, thinking about like if someone gets injured on the job here, it's a very different type of injury than someone yeah. who's in construction that can create, um, you know, a lot more yeah. hazard and debilitating yeah. really it can be yeah. yeah so it's it's nice to be able to um, help navigate that for people because it's one less thing that they have to worry about they're trying to I, I let them focus on healing and getting the treatment that they need and I focus on all the financial stuff and working with the insurance company so they don't have to deal with that mess it's almost like divorce Right. When like we're helping our clients yeah. with the divorce, like yeah. they're injured and yes. they need our help. So. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Except it, workers comp has this weird thing where like different body parts are worth different amounts <laughs> yeah. of money. Right. It's like if you cut off your thumb, it's worth this much. If you cut off it, it's worth your pinky this. is yes. not worth as much. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. And so there's like a whole table of all these like appendages and how much they're worth. It's it's a little bizarre. And I tell people like because they think they think like, well, I'm going to get all this pain and suffering and I want this and uh you know I've had people say oh I want them to buy me a house and whatever all this crazy stuff and it's like most workers comp is based in statute and it's like down to like the knuckle like if you just lost this first knuckle that's that much money um and people don't know that it's like a lot of statute and it's just like a lot of math and not a whole lot of yeah back and forth like so if you get the staple under your nail like it's not very much doesn't doesn't get much money no no. (laughs) not very debilitating no right um so tell us what you like to do in your free time well i i don't have a lot of free time right currently but i i mean i love spending sleep yeah oh my gosh that (laughs) that is like dream um sleep would be a dream i i'm not getting that currently but i do love spending time with my kids and um i love I love entertaining and cooking. Um, I love just like fine. I I don't know if you've heard of America's Test Kitchen. No. Oh well, they they have this. So there's first of all there's a TV show on like PBS of America's Test Kitchen, and they have a huge book. But they they basically have these chefs that try to find the best recipe of a certain thing, like the best chocolate chip cookie, the best lasagna came to mind. To yes, me. the best lasagna. I just feel like that's hard to make. Yes, right, and you know whatever it is, like they've they've done almost all of it, and so then they they each of their chefs try to make a different recipe and they find the best one and then they put it in this book oh and um and it's true like anything i've made out of it is like the best so you have the book thing i have the big book i was gifted to it by some by some friends a a while ago tom and i were um and so it it's really great but it like literally the recipes usually take like a half 
to a full day oh. <laughs> like a lot of the things because it's like with like like a chocolate chip cookie it's like brown the butter and you know what I mean <laughs> Let it's it like sit for two hours yes yes <laughs> literally and so oh, I like shy a, away from those recipes well I think it's it's fun if you have the time and because then I'm like literally I'm gonna eat this thing in like 15 minutes though and it took me all day to make yeah, it yeah but I don't know but it's gratifying when it's like so good I don't know it's just something about it I like following the steps like I like going to the grocery store and planning it I don't oh, know I just like you and it. I are very different yeah. in that regard yeah I, I like doing it for some reason it's just a hobby of mine and then making it but Tom will be like oh my god this is like literally taking all day (laughs) does he help you with it um no oh Uh, I mean maybe sometimes he would we kind of get in arguments sometimes about who's a better cook because he thinks that he can like put chili on a hot dog and he's made like this masterpiece (laughs) and he's like so proud of it he's like I should be on I should be on master chef Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. But did he you toast just, the bun? Oh, that's, you gotta toast oh, okay, the bun. Okay, good. At you least gotta he toast You mm. gotta toast the bun. No, I mean, he can grill. He can grill a good steak. He can make an egg. Um, he can. I mean, he can follow a recipe. But, <laughs> but we fight about like who's better and like who makes better guacamole. That's a big one. So test kitchen. It's a show. It's a it's a TV show on on like PBS and then but they also have a big book and they come out with new volumes every once in a oh. while. It's like thick. Oh, it's like an encyclopedia. It's huge. Oh. I mean, because it has like so many recipes on it. Sweet. So yeah, I love to do that. Um, Learn that new about you today. Yeah. I like to cook, but I like when they send me like blue apron boxes yeah. or yeah. fresh. So you have all whatever. the ingredients there. Yeah. And it's like the exact amount of ingredients. I and like that I too. set it out and I'm like, oh, pour this in, pour mm-hmm. this in, done. Yeah. It does stress me out when you buy an ingredient and a lot of it goes to waste. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what to do with it and, <laughs> and I don't want to throw it away, but then it's going bad and it's like, ah. And so you out. wait for it to mold and then you throw it away. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this was great to get to know you. Um, I always learn a lot about everyone when I do these podcasts. Um, and I think we should do the magic show maybe together next time. <gasps> yeah. That would be fun. Or maybe with the whole office. I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Let's talk to our fun committee. We have a fun committee. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun because, you know, they had like big like uh, garages full when I did it. Like yeah. somebody had a f- garage full of people. Yeah. <laughs> and you get one deck of cards, though. So I know. Like, we'll have so to some... flip a coin or draw. We'll have to draw a card <laughs> to yeah. get the, who gets the card. Right. So, well, thank you for being on our podcast. And, um, you know, also all about Tara is that she likes to help people and cook. So, <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! Help yeah. people by cooking for them. Yeah. Also. Okay. <laughs> I'll come over sometime for dinner. Sure. All right. Love it. Thanks, Tara. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast, and be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Rep Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.